Part 7 of Ancient Greek Philosopher Scientists. This is a LibraVox recording. All LibraVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibraVox.org. Recording by Enko. Ancient Greek Philosopher Scientists, a collection of their surviving words reported in ancient sources and translated by various translators. Part 7. Testimonials on Pythagoras of Samos and the Pythagoreans translated by Arthur Furbanks in the first philosophers of Greece. Plato, Phaedon 62b, the saying that is uttered in secret rites, to the effect that we men are in a sort of prison, and that one ought not to lose himself from it, nor yet to run away. Seems to me something great and not easy to see through, but this at least I think is well said, that it is the gods who care for us, and we men are one of the possessions of the gods, Plato, Cratylus 400b, for some say that it, the body, is the tomb of the soul. I think it was the followers of Orpheus in particular who introduced this word, which has this enclosure like a prison in order that it may be kept safe. Plato, Gorgias 493a. I once heard one of the wise men say that now we are dead and the body is our tomb and that that part of the soul where desires are it so happens is open to persuasion and moves upward or downward and indeed a clever man perhaps some inhabitant of sicily or italy speaking allegorically and taking the word from credible and persuadable called this a jar and he called those without intelligence uninitiated and that part of the soul of uninitiated persons where the desires are he called its intemperateness and said it was not watertight, as a jaw might be pierced with holes using the simile because of its insatiate desires. Plato, Gorgias 507a, and the wise men say that one community embraces heaven and earth, and gods and men and friendship and order and temperance and righteousness. And for that reason, they call this whole a universe, my friend for it is not without order nor yet is there excess it seems to me that you do not pay attention to these things though you are wise in regard to them but it has escaped your notice that geometrical equality prevails widely among both gods and men aristotle physics three four two hundred and three a one for all who think they have worthily applied themselves to such philosophy have discoursed concerning the infinite and they all have asserted some first principle of things some like the pythagoreans and plato a first principle existing by itself not connected with anything else but being itself the infinite in its essence only the pythagoreans found it among things perceived by sense for they say that number is not an abstraction and they held that it was the infinite outside the heavens aristotle physics three four two hundred and four a thirty three the pythagoreans both hold that the infinite is being and divide it aristotle physics four six two hundred and thirteen b twenty two and the pythagoreans say that there is a void and that it enters into the heaven itself from the infinite air as though it the heaven were breathing and this void defines the natures of things inasmuch as it is a certain separation and definition of things that lie and this is true first in the case of numbers for the void defines the nature of these aristotle on the heavens one two hundred and sixty eight a ten for as the pythagoreans say the all and all things are defined by phrase for end and middle and beginning constitute the number of the all and also the number of the triad aristotle on the heavens two 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 hundred and eighty four b six 
and since there are some who say that there is a right and left of the heavens as for instance those that are called pythagoreans for such is their doctrine we must investigate whether it is as they say aristotle on the heavens 2 to 285 a 10 wherefore one of the pythagoreans might be surprised in that they say that there are only these two first principles the right and the left and they pass over four of them as not having the least validity for there is no less difference up and down and front and back than there is right and left in all creatures aristotle on the heavens 2 to 285 b 23 and some are dwelling in the upper hemisphere and to the right while we dwell below and to the left which is the opposite to what the pythagoreans say for they put us above and to the right while the others are below and at the left aristotle on the heavens two nine two hundred and ninety b fifteen some think it necessary that noise should arise when so great bodies are in motion since sound does arise from bodies among us which are not so large and do not move so swiftly and from the sun and moon and from the stars in so great number and of so great size moving so swiftly there must necessarily arise a sound inconceivably great assuming these things and that the swiftness has a principle of harmony by reason of the intervals they say that the sound of the stars moving on in a circle becomes musical and since it seems unreasonable that we also do not hear this sound they say that the reason for this is that the noise exists in the very nature of things so as not to be distinguishable from the opposite silence for the distinction of sound and silence lies in their contrast with each other so that as blacksmiths think there is no difference between them because they are accustomed to the sound so the same thing happens to men aristotle on the heavens two nine two hundred and ninety one a seven what occasions the difficulty and makes the pythagoreans say that there is a harmony of the bodies as they move is a proof for whatever things move themselves make a sound and noise but whatever things are fastened in what moves or exists in it as the parts in a ship cannot make a noise nor yet does the ship if it moves in a river aristotle on the heavens two thirteen two hundred and ninety three a nineteen they say that the whole heaven is limited the opposite to what those of italy call the pythagoreans say for these say that fire is at the centre and that the earth is one of the stars and that moving in a circle about the centre it produces night and day and they assume yet another earth opposite this which they call the counter earth not seeking reasons and causes for phenomena but stretching phenomena to meet certain assumptions and opinions of theirs and attempting to arrange them in a system and farther the pythagoreans say that the most authoritative part of the all stands god because it is specially fitting that it should and this part is the centre and this place that the fire occupies they call the god of zeus as it is called simply the centre that is the centre of space and the centre of matter and of nature aristotle on the heavens three one three hundred a fifteen the same holds true for those who construct the heaven out of numbers for some construct nature out of numbers as do certain of the pythagoreans aristotle metaphysics one five nine hundred and eighty five b twenty three nine hundred and eighty six b eight with these and before them anazagoras empedocles atomist those called pythagoreans applying themselves to the sciences first developed them and being brought up in them they thought that the first principle of these that is numbers were the first principle of all things and since of those sciences numbers are by nature the first in numbers rather than in fire and earth and water they thought they saw many likeness to things that are 
and that are coming to be as for instance justice is such a property of numbers and soul and mind are such a property and another is opportunity and of other things one may say the same of each one and further discerning in numbers the conditions and reason of harmonies also since moreover other things seem to be like numbers in their entire nature and numbers were the first of every nature they assumed that the elements of numbers were the elements of all things and that the whole heavens were harmony and number and whatever characteristics in numbers and harmonics they could show were in agreement with the properties of the heavens and its parts and with its whole arrangement these they collected and adapted and if there chanced to be any gap anywhere they eagerly sought that the whole system might be connected with these stray phenomena to give an example of my meaning inasmuch as ten seemed to be the perfect number and to embrace the whole nature of numbers they asserted that the number of bodies moving through the heavens were ten and when only nine were visible for the reason just stated they postulated the counter earth as the tenth we have given a more definite account of these thinkers in other parts of our writings but we have referred to them here with this purpose in view that we might ascertain from them what they asserted as the first principles and in what manner they came upon the causes that have been enumerated they certainly seem to consider number as the first principle and as it were the matter in things and in their conditions and states and the odd and the even or elements of number and of these the one is infinite and the other finite and unity is the product of both of them for it is both odd and even and number arises from unity and the whole heaven as has been said is numbers a different party in this same school say that the first principles are ten named according to the following table finite and infinite even and odd one and many right and left male and female rest and motion straight and crooked light and darkness good and bad square and oblong after this manner Archmeon of Croton seems to have conceived them, and either he received this doctrine from them, or they from him. For Archmeon arrived at maturity when Pythagoras was an old man, and his teachings resemble theirs. For he says that most human affairs are twofold, not meaning opposites reached by definition, as did the former party, but opposites by chance, as for example, white black, sweet bitter, good bad, small great. This philosopher let fall his opinions indefinitely about the rest. But the Pythagoreans declared the number of opposites and what they were. From both one may learn this much, that opposites are the first principles of things. But from the latter he may learn the number of these, and what they are. But how it is possible to bring them into relation with the causes of which we have spoken, if they have not clearly worked out? But they seem to range their elements under the category of matter. For they say that being is compounded and formed from them, and that they inhere in it. Aristotle Metaphysics 1 927a 9-27 down to the Italian philosophers, and with the exception of them, the rest have spoken more reasonably about these principles, except that, as we said, they do indeed use two principles, and the one of these, whence is motion, some regard as one and others as twofold. The Pythagoreans, however, while they in similar manner assume two first principles, add this which is peculiar to themselves that they do not think that the finite and the infinite and the one are certain other things by nature such as fire or earth or any other such thing but the infinite itself and unity itself are the essence of the things of which they are predicated and so they make number the essence of all things so they thought after this manner about them and began to discourse and to define what being is but they made it altogether too simple a matter for they made their definitions superficially and to whatever first the definition might apply 
this they thought to be the essence of the matter as if one should say that twofold and two were the same because the twofold subsists in the two but undoubtedly the two and the twofold are not the same otherwise the one will be many a consequence which even they would not draw so much then may be learned from the earlier philosophers and from their successors aristotle metaphysics one six nine hundred and eight seven b ten and plato only changed the name for the pythagoreans say that things exist by imitation of numbers but plato by sharing the nature of numbers aristotle metaphysics one six nine hundred and eight seven b twenty two but that the one is the royal essence of things and not something else with unity as an attribute he affirms agreeing with the pythagoreans and in harmony with them he affirms that numbers are the principles of being for other things but it is peculiar to him that instead of a single infinite he posits a double infinite an infinite of greatness and of littleness and it is also peculiar to him that he separates numbers from things that are seen while they say that numbers are the things themselves and do not interpose mathematical objects between them this separation of the one and numbers from things in contrast with the position of the pythagoreans and the introduction of the ideas are the consequence of his investigation by concepts aristotle metaphysics one eight nine hundred and eighty nine b thirty two nine hundred and ninety a thirty two those however who carry on their investigation with reference to all things and divide things into what are perceived and what are not perceived by sense evidently examine both classes so one must delay a little longer over what they say they speak correctly and incorrectly in reference to the questions now before us now those who are called pythagoreans use principles and elements yet stranger than those of the physicists that they do not take them from the sphere of sense for mathematical objects are without motion except in the case of astronomy still they discourse about everything in nature and study it they construct the heaven they observe what happens in its parts and their states and motions they apply to these their first principles and causes as though they agreed entirely with the other physicists that being is only what is perceptible and what that which is called heaven includes but their causes and first principles they say are such as to lead up to the higher part of reality and are in harmony with this rather than with the doctrines of nature in what manner motion will take place when finite and infinite odd and even are the only underlying realities they do not say nor how it is possible for genesis and destruction to take place without motion and change or for the heavenly bodies to revolve further if one grant to them that greatness arises from these principles or if this could be proved nevertheless how will it be that some bodies are light and some heavy for their postulates and statements apply no more to mathematical objects than to things of sense accordingly they have said nothing at all about fire or earth or any such objects because i think they have no distinctive doctrine about things of sense further how is it necessary to assume that number and states of number are the causes of what is in the heavens and what is taking place there from the beginning and now and that there is no other number than that out of which the world is composed for when opinion and opportune time are at a certain point in the heavens and a little farther up or down are injustice and judgment or a mixture of them and they bring forward as proof that each one of these is number and the result then is that at this place there is already a multitude of compounded quantities because those states of number have each their place is this number in heaven the same which it is necessary to assume that each of these things is or is it something different plato says it is different still he thinks that both these things and the causes of them are numbers but the one class are ideal causes and the others are sense causes 
Aristotle Metaphysics 2.1.996a4, and the most difficult and perplexing question of all is whether unity and being are not, as Plato and the Pythagoreans say, something different from things, but their very essence, or whether the underlying substance is something different. Friendship, as Empedocles says, or as another says, fire or water or air. Aristotle Metaphysics 2.4.1001a9. Plato and the Pythagoreans assert that neither being nor yet unity is something different from things, but that it is the very nature of them, as though essence itself consisted in unity and existence. Aristotle Metaphysics 2, 1036b, 17. So it turns out that many things of which the forms appear different have one form, as the Pythagoreans discovered, and one can say that there is one form for everything, and the others are not forms, and thus all things will be one. Aristotle Metaphysics 9.2.1053b11 Whether the one itself is a sort of essence, as first the Pythagoreans and later Plato affirmed. Aristotle Metaphysics 11.7.1072b31 And they are wrong who assume, as do the Pythagoreans and Specipus, that the most beautiful and the best is not in the first principle, because the first principles of plants and animals are indeed causes, for that which is beautiful and perfect is in what comes from these first principles. Aristotle Metaphysics 12.4.1078b21 The Pythagoreans, before Democritus, only defined a few things, the concepts of which they reduced to numbers, as for instance, opportunity or justice or marriage. Aristotle Metaphysics 12.6.1080b16 the Pythagoreans say that there is but one number, the mathematical, but things of sense are not separated from this, for they are composed of it. Indeed, they construct the whole heaven out of numbers, but not out of unit numbers, for they assume that the unities have quantity. But how the first unity was so constituted as to have quantity, they seem at a loss to say, all as many as regard the one as the element and first principle of things except the Pythagoreans, assert that numbers are based on the unit. But the Pythagoreans assert, as has been remarked, that numbers have quantity. Aristotle Metaphysics 12.8.1083b9 The Pythagoreans' standpoint has on the one hand fewer difficulties than those that have been discussed, but it has new difficulties of its own. The fact that they do not regard numbers separate removes many of the contradictions, but it is impossible that bodies should consist of numbers, and that this number should be mathematical. Nor is it true that indivisible elements have quantity, but granted that they have this quality of indivisibility, the units have no quantity, for how can quantity be composed of indivisible elements? But arithmetical number consists of units. But these say that things are number. At least they adapt their speculations to such bodies as consist of elements which are numbers. Aristotle Metaphysics 13.3.1090a20 On the other hand, the Pythagoreans, because they see many qualities of numbers in bodies perceived by sense, regard objects as numbers, not as separate numbers, but as derived from numbers, and why? Because the qualities of numbers exist in harmony, both in the heaven and in many other things. But for those who hold that number is mathematical only, it is impossible on the basis of their hypothesis to say any such thing. And it has already been remarked that there can be no science of these numbers. 
but we say as above that there is a science of numbers evidently the mathematical does not exist apart by itself for in that case its qualities could not exist in bodies in such a matter the pythagoreans are restrained by nothing when however they construct out of numbers physical bodies out of numbers that have neither weight nor lightness bodies that have weight and lightness they seem to be speaking about another heaven and other bodies than those perceived by sense aristotle ethics one four one thousand ninety six b five and the pythagoreans seem to speak more persuasively about it putting the unity in the coordination of good things aristotle ethics two five one thousand one hundred and six b twenty nine the evil politics of the nature of the infinite the good of the finite as the pythagoreans conjectured aristotle ethics five eight one thousand one hundred and thirty two b twenty one reciprocity seems to some to be absolutely just as the pythagoreans say for this define the just as that which is reciprocal to another aristotle great ethics one 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 thousand one hundred eighty two a eleven first pythagoras attempted to speak concerning virtue but he did not speak correctly for bringing virtues into correspondence with numbers he did not make any distinct i choose placita philosophorum one three two hundred and eighty and again from another starting point pythagoras son of musarchus a samian who was the first to call this matter by the name of philosophy assume as first principles the numbers and the symmetries existing in them which he calls harmonies and the elements compounded of both that are called geometrical and again he includes the monad and the undefined dyad among the first principles and for him one of the first principles tends toward the creative and form-giving cause which is intelligence that is god and the other tends toward the passive and material cause which is the visible universe and he says that the starting point of number is the decad for all greeks and all barbarians count as far as ten and when they get as far as this they return to the monad and again he says the power of the ten is in the four and the tetrad and the reason is this if any one returning from the monad adds the numbers in a series as far as the four he will fill out the number ten that is one plus two plus three plus four is equal to ten but if he goes beyond the number of a tetrad he will exceed the ten just as if one should add one and two and should add to these three and four he will fill out the number ten so that according to the monad number is in the ten but potentially in the four wherefore the pythagoreans were wont to speak as though the greatest oath were the tetrad by him that transmitted to our soul the tetractes which has the spring and root of ever-flowing nature and our soul he says is composed of a tetrad for it is intelligence understanding opinion sense from which things come every art and science and we ourselves become reasoning beings the monad however is intelligence for intelligence is according to the monad as for example men are made up of many parts and part by part they are devoid of sense and comprehension and experience yet we perceive that man as one alone whom no being resembles possesses these qualities and we perceive that a horse is one but part by part it is without experience for these are all forms and classes according to monads wherefore assigning this limit with reference to each one of these they speak of a reasoning being and a neighing being on this account the monad is intelligence by which we perceive these things and the undefined diode is science fittingly for all proof and all persuasion is part of science and further 
every syllogism brings together what is questioned out of some things that are agreed upon and easily proves something else and science is the comprehension of these things wherefore it would be the diode and opinion as the result of comprehending them is the triad fittingly for opinion has to do with many things and the triad is quantity as the thrice blessed danai on this account then he includes the triad and their sect is called italic because pythagoras taught in italy for he removed from samos his fatherland because of dissatisfaction with the tyranny of politocrats one seven pythagoras held that one of the first principles the monad is god and the good which is the origin of the one and is itself intelligence but the undefined diode is a divinity and the bad surrounding which is the mass of matter one eight three hundred and seven divine spirits are psychical beings and heroes are souls separated from bodies good heroes are good souls bad heroes are bad souls one nine three hundred and seven the followers of Thales and pythagoras and the stoics held that matter is variable and changeable and transformable and in a state of flux the whole through the whole one ten three hundred and nine pythagoras asserted that the so-called forms and ideas existed in numbers and their harmonies and in what are called geometrical objects apart from bodies one eleven three hundred and ten pythagoras and aristotle asserted that the first causes are immaterial but that other causes involve a union or contact with material substance so that the world is material one fourteen three hundred and twelve the followers of pythagoras held that the universe is a sphere according to the form of the four elements but the highest fire alone is conical one fifteen four hundred and fourteen the pythagoreans call color the manifestation of matter one sixteen four hundred and fourteen bodies are subject to change of condition and are divisible to infinity one eighteen four hundred and sixteen and in his first book on the philosophy of pythagoras he writes that the heaven is one and that time and wind and the void which always defines the places of each thing are introduced from the infinite and among other things he says that place is the immovable limit of what surrounds the world or that in which bodies abide and are moved and that it is full when it surrounds body on every side and empty when it has absolutely nothing in itself accordingly it is necessary for place to exist and body and it is never empty except only from the standpoint of thought for the nature of it in perpetuity is destructive of the interrelation of things and of the combination of bodies and motions arise according to place of bodies that surround and oppose each other and no infiniteness is lacking either of quantity or of extent one twenty four hundred and eighteen pythagoras said that time is a sphere of what surrounds the world one twenty one four hundred and eighteen pythagoras plateau motion is a certain otherness or difference in matter this is the common limit of all motion one twenty four four hundred and twenty pythagoras and all that assume that matter is subject to change assert that genesis and destruction in an absolute sense take place for from change of the elements and modification and separation of them there take place just opposition and mixture and intermingling and melting together two one four hundred and twenty seven pythagoras first named the circumference of all things the universe by reason of the order in it two four three hundred and thirty pythagoras plato and the stoics held that the universe is brought into being by god and it is perishable so far as its nature is concerned for it is perceived by sense and therefore material it will not however be destroyed in accordance with the foreknowledge and plan of god two six four hundred and thirty four pythagoras the universe is made from five solid figures which are called also mathematical 
Of these he says that earth has arisen from the cube, fire from the pyramid, air from the octahedron, and water from the icosahedron, and the sphere of the all from the dodecahedron. To the followers of Pythagoras hold that there is a void outside the universe, into which the universe breathes for, and from which it breathes in. To ten three hundred and thirty-nine Pythagoras, Plato, Aristotle, the right-hand side of the universe is the eastern part, from which comes the beginning of motion, and the left-hand side is the west. They say the universe has neither height nor depth, in which statement height means distance from below upwards, and depth from above downwards, for none of the distances thus described exist for the universe, inasmuch as it is disposed around the middle of itself, from which it extends towards the all, and with reference to which it is the same on every side. To twelve three hundred and forty fails Pythagoras and their followers. The sphere of the whole heaven is divided into five circles, which they call zones. The first of these is called the Arctic zone, and is ever visible. The second, the summer solstice. The third, the equinoctial. The fourth, the winter solstice. And fifth, the Antarctic zone, which is invisible. And the ecliptic called the zodiac in the three middle ones is projected to touch the three middle ones. And the meridian crosses all these from the north to the opposite quarter at right angles. It is said that Pythagoras was the first to recognize the slant of the zodiacal circle, which Oenipoids of Chios appropriated as his own discovery. Two thirteen three hundred and forty three. Heraclides and the Pythagoreans asserted that each world of the stars is air and ether surrounding earth in the infinite ether, and these doctrines are brought out in the Orphic writings, for they construct each world of the stars. Two twenty two three hundred and fifty two the Pythagoreans the sun is spherical. Two twenty three three hundred and fifty three plateau pythagoras aristotle the solstices lie along the slant of the zodiacal circle for which the sun goes along the zodiac and with the accompaniment of the tropic circles and all these things also the globe shows two twenty four three hundred and fifty four an eclipse takes place when the moon comes past two twenty five three hundred and fifty seven pythagoras the moon is a mirror-like body two twenty nine four hundred and sixty some of the Pythagoreans, according to the Aristotelian account and the statement of Philip the Opuntian, said that an eclipse of the moon takes place sometimes by the interposition of the earth, sometimes by the interposition of the counter-earth. But it seems to some more recent thinkers that it takes place by a spreading of the flame little by little, as it is gradually kindled until it gives a complete full moon, and again in like manner it grows less until the conjunction, when it is completely extinguished. 220-361. Some of the Pythagoreans, among them Philolaus, said that the earthy appearance of the moon is due to its being inhabited by animals and by plants, like those on our earth, only greater and more beautiful, for the animals on it are fifteen times as powerful, not having any sort of excrement, and their day is fifteen times as long as ours. But others said that the outward appearance in the moon is a reflection on the other side of the inflamed circle of the sea that is on our earth. Some regard the greater year as the sixty-year period, among whom are Occupids and Pythagoras. Full one, some of the Pythagoreans said that the Milky Way is the burning of a star that fell from its own foundation, setting on fire the region through which it passed in a circle, as Phaeton was burned. And others say that the course of the sun arose in this manner at the first, and certain ones say that the appearance of the sun is like a mirror reflecting its rays toward the heaven, and therefore it happens at times to reflect its rays on the rainbow in the clouds. Three, two, three hundred and sixty-six. 
some of the followers of pythagoras say that the comet is one of the stars that are not always shining but emit their light periodically through a certain definite time but others say that it is the reflection of our vision into the sun like reflected images 314-378 pythagoras of the earth after the analogy of the sphere of the all is divided into five zones arctic antarctic summer winter and equinoctial of these the middle one he defines to be the middle of the earth called for this very reason the torrid zone but the inhabited one the one between the arctic and the torrid zone being well tempered for two pythagoras holds that number moves itself and he takes number as an equivalent for intelligence four four three hundred and eighty nine pythagoras plateau according to a superficial account the soul is of two parts the one possessing the other lacking reason but according to close and exact examination of three parts for the unreasoning part they divide into the emotions and the desires the successors of pythagoras saying that body is a mixture of five elements for they rank the ether as a fifth along with the four held that the powers of the soul are of the same number as these and these they name intelligence and wisdom and understanding and opinion and sense perception four five four hundred and ninety one pythagoras the principle of life is about the heart but the principle of reason and intelligence is about the head four five four hundred and ninety two pythagoras et al the intelligence enters from without four seven four hundred and ninety two pythagoras plateau the soul is imperishable four nine four hundred and ninety six pythagoras et al the sense perceptions are deceptive four nine three hundred and ninety seven pythagoras plateau each of the sensations is pure proceeding from each single element with reference to vision it was of the nature of ether hearing of the nature of wind smell of the nature of fire taste of the nature of moisture touch of the nature of earth four fourteen four hundred and five the followers of pythagoras and of the mathematicians on reflections of vision for visions move directly as it were against the bronze of a mirror and meeting with a firm smooth surface it is turned and bent back on itself meeting some such experience as when the arm is extended and then bent back to the shoulder four twenty four hundred nine pythagoras plateau aristotle sound is immaterial for it is not air but it is the form about the air and the appearance after some sort of percussion which becomes sound and every appearance is immaterial for it moves with bodies but is itself absolutely immaterial as in the case of a bent rod the surface appearance suffers no change but the matter is what is bent five one four hundred and fifteen pythagoras did not admit the sacrificial part alone of augury five three four hundred and seventeen pythagoras the seed is foam of the best part of the blood a secretion from the nourishment like blood and marrow five four four hundred and seventeen pythagoras plateau aristotle the power of seed is immaterial like intelligence the moving power but the matter that is poured forth is material five twenty four hundred and thirty two pythagoras plateau the source of animals called unreasoning or reasonable not however with active reasoning powers because of an imperfect mixture of the bodies and because they do not have the power of speech as in the case of apes and dogs for these have intelligence but not the power of speech arius didymus epitome fr thirty two apollodorus in the second book concerning the gods it is the pythagorean opinion that the morning and the evening star are the same theophrastus physics 
Essay 17. Favorinus says that he, Pythagoras, was the first to call the heavens a universe and the earth round. Cicero on the nature of gods 111. For Pythagoras, who held that soul is extended through all the nature of things and mingled with them, and that from this our souls are taken, did not see that God would be separated and torn apart by the separation of human souls. And when souls are wretched, as might happen to many, then part of God would be wretched, a thing which could not happen. Hippolytus, Philosophumena, to there is a second philosophy not far distant from the same time of which pythagoras whom some call a samian was the first representative and this they call the italian philosophy because pythagoras fled the rule of polycrates over the samians and settled in a city of italy where he spent his life the successive leaders of his sect shared the same spirit and he in his studies of nature mingled astronomy and geometry and music and thus he asserted that god is a monad and examining the nature of number with especial care he said that the universe produces melody and is put together with harmony and he first proved the motion of the seven stars to be rhythm and melody and in wonder at the structure of the universe he decreed that at first his disciples should be silent as it were mystere were coming into the order of the all then when he thought they had sufficient education in the principles of truth and had sought wisdom sufficiently in regard to stars and in regard to nature he pronounced them pure and then bade them speak he separated his disciples into two groups and called one esoteric and the other exoteric to the former he entrusted the more perfect sciences to the latter the more moderate and he dealt with magic as they say and himself discovered the art of physiognomy postulating both numbers and measures he was wont to say that the first principle of arithmetic embraced philosophy by combination after the following manner number is the first principle a thing which is undefined incomprehensible having in itself all numbers which could reach infinity in amount and the first principle of numbers is in substance the first monad which is a male monad begetting as a father all other numbers secondly the dyad is female number and the same is called by the arithmetician even thirdly the triad is male number this the arithmeticians have been wont to call odd finally the tetrad is a female number and the same is called even because it is female all numbers then taken by classes or fours for number is undefined in reference to class of which is composed the perfect number the decad for the series one two three and four becomes ten if its own name is kept in its essence by each of the numbers pythagoras said that this sacred tetraquits is the spring having the roots of ever-flowing nature in itself and from these numbers have their first principle for the eleven and the twelve and the rest derive from the ten the first principle of their being the four parts of the decad this perfect number are called number monad power and cube and the interweavings and minglings of these in the origin of growth are what naturally complete nascent number for when a power is multiplied upon itself it is the power of a power and when a power is multiplied on a cube it is the power of a cube and when a cube is multiplied on a cube the cube of a cube thus all numbers from which arises the genesis of what arises are seven number monad power cube power of a power power of a cube cube of a cube he said that the soul is immortal and that it changes from one body to another so he was wont to say that he himself had been born before the trojan war as ephilids and at the time of the trojan war as euphorbus and after that as hermotimus of samos then as pyrrhus of delos 
fifth as pythagoras and Diodorus of eretria and aristozenus the musician say that pythagoras had come into zarastas of chaldea and he set forth that in his view there were from the beginning two causes of things father and mother and the father is light and the mother darkness and the parts of light are warm dry light swift and of darkness are cold moist heavy slow and of these the universe is composed of male and female and he sees that the universe exists in accordance with musical harmony so the sun also makes an harmonious period and concerning the things that arise from the earth and the universe they say that zarata spoke as follows there are two divinities one of the heavens and the other of the earth the one of the earth produces things from the earth and it is water and the divinity of the heavens is fire with a portion of air warm and cold wherefore he says that none of these things will destroy or even pollute the soul for these are the essence of all things and it is said that zaratas forbade men to eat beans because he said that at the beginning and composition of all things when the earth was still a whole the bean arose and he says that the proof of this is that if one chews a bean to a pulp and exposes it to the sun for a certain time for the sun will affect it quickly it gives out the odor of human seed and he says that there is another and clearer proof if when a bean is in flower we were to take the bean and its flower and putting it into a pitcher moisten it and then bury it in the earth and after a few days dig it up again we should see in the first place that it had the form of a womb and examining it closely we should find the head of a child growing with it he perished in a conflagration with his disciples in croton in italy and it was a custom when one became a disciple for him to burn his property and to leave his money under a seal with pythagoras and he remained in silence sometimes three years sometimes five years and studied and immediately on being released from this he mingled with the others and continued a disciple and made his home with them otherwise he took his money and was sent off the esoteric class were called pythagoreans and the others pythagoristae and those of the disciples who escaped the conflagration were lysis and archippus and zalmoxis the slave of pythagoras who is said to have taught the pythagorean philosophy to the druids among the celts it is said that pythagoras learned numbers and measures from the egyptians astonished at the wisdom of the price which was deserving of belief and full of fancies and difficult to buy he imitated it and himself also taught his disciples to be silent and obliged the student to remain quietly in rooms underneath the earth epiphanius panorion three eight pythagoras the samian son of mescarchus said that the monad is god and that nothing has been brought into being apart from this he was wont to say that wise men ought not to sacrifice animals to the gods nor yet to eat what had life or beans nor to drink wine and he was wont to say that all things from the moon downward were subject to change while from the moon upward they were not and he said that the soul goes at death into other animals and he bade his disciples to keep silence for a period of five years and finally he named himself a god End of part 7. Recording by Anchor.